into It's, it's all, all Kind of Fuzzy. The podcast where we discuss the most unsettling, unsolved crimes, speculate wildly, and drink all the wine we can get our hands on. I'm Ariana. I'm Alexandra, and welcome to episode two. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> yes. If... Despite our technical difficulties last week. Yes, which <laughs> you will all hear this Friday, whoever's listening. Yes, but last Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For us, it's this coming We're Friday, but... We're recording before, but it'll be the last episode. Yes. Uh, our, my laptop decided it wanted to overtake the recording instead of the microphone that we have, so... Yeah, so that's why we're a little bit quieter and louder this time, so yes. hopefully it's better. Alrighty, what are you drinking? I... so I'm not drinking wine this week, actually. How dare you? Yeah, I really don't know why I didn't drink wine, but I had this <laughs> as leftovers from Thanksgiving, so I made myself a cranberry mule. Yum. Yeah, it's really good. <clears throat> it has some rum and cranberry juice and simple syrup and then some ginger beer, of course, so. I may be wrong, but aren't uh, mules usually made with vodka? They can be, but you why can... Why are you making them wrong? I'm not. Hey, <laughs> You can make them with anything, okay? I mean, and, you How know... How is the rum in it, though? I've never had a rum mule. It tastes like a mule. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you, you really... It's it's spiced well. rum, so it, it goes well, especially because it's, with, like, the cranberry mule. So it's a nice fall drink. All right. You'll have to make me one. Yeah. One day. Sure. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking apothic... An apothic wine. It's just a white blend. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a pretty bottle. I know, I bought it for the label, mm-hmm. as I usually do. It sometimes doesn't go well for me, though. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. bought a red wine as well, and that was disgusting, so yeah. I'm not drinking that. Such a shame. Yep, I want to like red wine, but I just don't, and I it's, shouldn't force it. Yeah, yeah, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, so if anyone likes red wine, I have a bottle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's open, but barely touched. Yep, just literally about two tablespoons taken out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Should we dive in? I guess we should dive in. So I will be going first this week, and I'm going to be doing the case of the Jameson family. That's a good one. Yes. So Ariana already knows this case. But I know a lot of cases. I'm an unsolved mystery fanatic, so. Yes, (laughs) yes. Okay, so like I was explaining to you guys before, this case is... As far as, like, the disappearance goes, it's very straightforward, but the biggest part, or the biggest chunk is going to be the theories, because there are a heck of a lot of them, and... Well, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, they were really interesting, and some of them, uh, honestly, they're, like, pieces of each of them that just don't quite add up, mm-hmm. but I think, I still think some of them are good. Um, I just really want to solve this case, though, because it's, <laughs> it's really bothering me. You know what? Let's just take the whole episode to solve this case. Yeah. All right. We can. Let's do it. We have no law enforcement experience, but we can solve it. We can do it. That's fine. I'm confident in us. And if anyone's <laughs> listening that knows anything about this case, <laughs> any tips, let us know, not the police, us. Us. <laughs> so we can solve it. Yes. We All have right. The credit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll get into it. So, this case is about Bobby Dale Jameson, who was 44 years old at the time he disappeared, and he was a father. Sherilyn Leanne Jameson, who was 40, Little Madison, six years old, full name Madison Stormy Star Jameson, 
They lived in Eufaula, Oklahoma. I think that's how you say it. Not really sure. Eufaula. We'll go with that. It reminds me of Euflora. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We live in Colorado, by the way. So, 420 friendly. (laughs) Okay. So, on October 8th, 2009 was the day that they disappeared. Also the day that they were last seen by anybody else. So this is a pretty recent case. So they had planned on buying a 40-acre plot of land near Red Oak, Oklahoma, which was approximately 30 miles from where their house was. So, I mean, it was a little ways away, but not too far. No. And so the family's home had surveillance cameras outside. Does it say why? So... I think part of why is that's going to go to one of the theories. Okay. So I'll kind of explain that later. I didn't find a whole lot on why exactly they had surveillance cameras, but there was one um, source that said that I mean, Preston's that house could possibly has them. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like they're definitely more common nowadays. Yeah. So. In 2009, I feel like it's kind of weird. That's true. Like I said, it's, it's possibly part of a theory, okay. so. We'll get to it. Yes, we'll get there. <laughs> So, they had surveillance cameras, and on the day they disappeared, of course, they were recording. And so, the footage showed the family packing their belongings into their truck, um, just outside on their driveway. And if you, I mean, you've seen the footage, right? Some of it. Some of the footage. So, yeah, it is It is weird. They just seem like they're in, which, like, this is even what the sheriff described it as, like, a trance-like state. Right. So, they weren't, like, talking to each other, interacting with people. Like, they didn't really even look at each other. That's they were just so kind of, weird. like, going, you know, to the truck, then back into the house to get more stuff, and then back to the truck again. So, just, like, passing each other without, like, even realizing that they were there, each other was there. I that's, don't know. That's weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was definitely weird, but, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe... People are just, just <laughs> some people strange. are just like that. Yeah, I really don't know. But, um, and we'll post the video on um, our Facebook and Instagram, I guess. Can you, I don't know, Instagram oh. as well. <laughs> we'll post the links. Yes, we'll post the links. Um, the video is definitely interesting, and I think you guys will notice that as well. So, uh, yes, they were packing all their belongings into their truck, and, uh, yeah, sometimes they would just kind of stop for a little bit and like stare like off into the distance so <laughs> I don't I really don't like that yeah I don't like it either I don't know what that was about and once again there are theories like saying maybe why they were doing that but right. I don't know if they were just like holy shit we're moving away from like <laughs> wh- okay. wherever I don't know I have moved across country and I can tell you that my parents never did anything like that no no that I guess that's true but once again some people are just more weird I guess that's true so, yes, that was all going on, um, and then once they finished packing, they got into the truck, backed out of their driveway, and were never heard from again. So, the only person that had seen them after they drove away from their home was a man who lived in a cabin near the plot of land that they were looking at, and he said that he... Saw the family in the truck, but he noted that he did not see anyone else with them. He didn't see any other, like, vehicles behind them, following them, nothing. So it was just them when he noticed that they were there. And they took everything, right? Not everything, no. They packed, like, 
I'll go into what they found in the truck once they discovered it, but no, it wasn't everything. They packed, like, some clothing, but, it, I mean, it wasn't, like, enough to never come back again. Right. But I just think it's weird if they're going to just look. Well, oh, yeah, packing it, okay. anything at all is weird yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, it. so I don't really know what was up with that. <clears throat> and so, yeah, the guy in the ca- who lived in the cabin said he saw them. Nobody was with them. And another weird thing about this family is they were going to buy this 40 acre of land or 40 acres of land and they planned to live on the land in a storage container. What? That they already owned. In a st- what? In a storage container. <laughs> which is super fucking weird because so weird. like what the hell? There aren't even any windows. No. I, is there any airflow? At I have all? no idea. I have no idea what yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I feel like there's no airflow in a storage container. No, unless closed. they leave like the door like, open the whole time. But yeah, something. I have no idea, but okay. it, yeah, super weird. So yeah, I guess, but that was their plan. Um, whatever. Right, <laughs> Not gonna judge. Yeah. So yeah, after that guy saw them, nobody ever saw them again. But on. You know, he wasn't actually really looked into that much. He killed them. I don't... He didn't have, like, a motive, unless he was Maybe just a serial killer, but... Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But on October 16th, which was eight days after the family had last been seen, mm-hmm. their truck was found by hunters in the area. It's always the hunters. Good on the, the hunters. Oh, yeah. They find everything. They hunters do. Hunters, which is a reason not to go outdoors. Unless you want to find a body. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that happens, I guess. Um, so, yeah, they found a truck. It was an abandoned truck. Of course, they didn't, the hunters themselves didn't really know anything about the case, right. but of course they reported it because it was weird and also because there was a dog in the truck. Doggy. And so the truck was still locked, which I think is kind of weird to begin with, but oh. um, yeah, so the truck was locked. There was a dog inside, little Maisie. Aw, Maisie. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, the weird thing was, though, so, yeah, eight days after the family had last been seen, mm-hmm. and all the reports just kind of assume that their truck was abandoned eight days prior to the hunters finding the truck. Right. But the dog was, like, miraculously still alive, and, okay. like, they did say that it was she was very malnourished and... She obviously, you know, was eating her own feces to eat something. Yeah. But as far as, like, I just feel like she would have... Okay, so... She she had no water. We did talk about this earlier. Yes. And I did look up how long a dog can live without water. And it is two to three days, like humans. And one to two days into it, a a dog would need, like, medical attention. Yeah. So it is completely... It was just very strange to me that a dog could survive yeah. eight days and not be dead. Right, right. No, that doesn't Which make sense. Like, maybe they had water in the truck already? I don't know. Maybe, but... But why would you have, like, an open bowl in the truck? Well, yeah. And, I mean, they never said anything about that either. Yeah. Like, because they, they pretty much reported everything they found inside of the truck, and they never were like, oh, there was a, a dog bowl, you know, yeah. for Maisie or anything. Like, no, it was nothing like that, and... I mean, obviously, they didn't leave her food, so 
it, it would be weird if they left her water but no food. Right. But yeah, I just think that's really odd. So it like makes me think that, you know, the truck wasn't necessarily abandoned eight days prior. Oh yeah. I, I totally so, that. Yeah. Like some I feel like someone had to have been taking care of that dog mm-hmm. up till like or, maybe yeah. three days before it was found. Right, right. Or even, you know, it could have been them taking care of the dog until whatever right. happened to them happened. Right. There's really there's no way of knowing. <laughs> Unless Maisie like talks somehow but she does I not wish, man. <laughs> i bet she knows you know everything that happened like that's kind of creepy to think oh yeah she's Maisie's seen some shit <laughs> this poor dog <laughs> Maisie has got some more flashbacks going on yeah but luckily they were able to stabilize her so she's a healthy dog now and uh-huh. um she lives with somebody from the jameson family i think it might be um Sherilyn's mom I'm pretty sure. Well, that's all I care about, so I guess I'll go now. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I saw somebody um, comment on a post about it, and they're like, I'm just so happy the dog is alive. And I was like, me too. So one good thing that came out of this story. Yes, that's that's the silver lining. Yeah. So Maisie was okay. But yes, after they looked inside of the truck, they found the keys, which were still in the ignition. And they found Sherilyn's purse, Bobby's cell phone, clothes, a GPS unit, and, and, $32,000 in cash. That's more money than I will ever see. <laughs> I mean, that's, in, but in cash, that's, too, that's crazy. The most money I've ever seen in cash was $3,700. Uh, I thought you were going to say $37. Was like, $37, um, that's all I've ever seen. What's wrong? That's, okay. <laughs> but. And that was a big wad, and I was like, wow. This is a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, there was, like, a whole backpack full of cash. So, like I said before, they found Bobby's cell phone, Mm -hmm. and once investigators looked through the phone, they found a picture of little Madison that was believed to have been taken on the day they disappeared. And in the picture, which, once again, we'll post the links to all this on our websites, Madison is propped up against a rock, and... She does. She looks in the picture like very uncomfortable and distressed. Maybe once again, I mean that could just like be how well, she that's looked what the in the family picture. Said, right? Well, the family thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't know. When yeah, I'm it could. That, I don't necessarily think like, oh my god, she is distressed. Like it could be a possible explanation, but like part, it just feels like she's like talking. Yeah, me. and that like, could be it too. And I mean, yeah, I mean she's six years old, so it's really like nobody's amazing at taking pictures when they're I don't want to say that sentence (laughs) I meant I meant no one's like super photogenic all the time when they're six years old so or at any point or at any point yeah I certainly am not (laughs) no same so yeah I don't know I mean here's the picture again but it yeah it very well just could be her talking or looks like she's distressed I again it's possible I don't know yeah, I just feel like her body language is kind of awkward, too. Yeah, would you like to go Kobe? Kobe. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I'm on my second glass, so. Yeah, I don't know how I'd exactly describe that, you know? But. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird for sure, but I mean. Several things could be happening in that picture. Yeah, the, the family, like, they, I think, to this day still believe that it was, like, somebody that Madison was scared of who took the picture just because well that is terrifying but yeah they think that she does look distressed in the picture but once again I mean there's really no way to prove that right 
So, yeah, they found that weird picture. And then another thing that they noticed upon, like, further investigation was, so Sherilyn usually kept a pistol in the truck, and they didn't find that anywhere in the truck. Hmm. So that's a little weird. And then one last possibly important piece of evidence found inside the truck was a letter written by Sherilyn and addressed to Bobby. And it basically, just her tone in the letter was very aggressive. And she just kind of expressed, like, a lot of the things that Bobby did that bothered her. Mm -hmm. And she even mentioned divorce in the letter. But an important thing to know is that Sherilyn was actually bipolar and depressed, so... That comes into my story as well. <laughs> yes, but so... I feel like, you know, like, being bipolar is not a reason why someone would write that and keep it in the truck with her and her husband as they go look at land. Yeah, it is weird. I don't know why it would have been inside of the truck, but... I just think that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, but even the family said that it wasn't... I mean, super out of character for her to write something like that just because, you know, once again, she was bipolar and depressed and she kind of went through phases of so just... steady on her meds, I guess. No, no, I don't think so. And so, so the GPS that was in the truck indicated that the family had at some point traveled up the mountain a bit further. And so investigators followed this trail and they actually discovered footprints and this was all on the same day that they found the truck. So this had all happened. And then on October 17th, which was the day after the truck was found, they conducted a search party of over 300 people. Well, that's a, a lot. lot people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> um, and it consisted of authorities and volunteers. And they had helicopters, tracker dogs, and a bunch of other resources that they used to try to go through this land and kind of see if they could find anything, like any other evidence that proved that they were there. But unfortunately, nothing was ever found and the search was eventually called off. So yeah, literally nothing came after that until November 16th, 2013, which was what, like almost exactly four years after the truck was found and hunters once again because <laughs> hunters are the ones that roam these forests the most yeah. honestly so they this is so weird to me so there were hunters out in the woods and they found the partial skeletal remains of two adults and one child but the bones were only 2.7 miles away from where the jamesons had disappeared yep. so what i was going to comment on and you're gonna say that next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's just very weird to me. And then of course later I think it, it took the coroners like a while, but the next year, early in the next year, they confirmed that the bones were the Jameson family. And they only found these partial I guess. Yeah, it was just Yeah, yeah. And that's them. that's part of it too. Um, you know, they do think that animals of course just kind of got to their bodies. Whatever, yeah, that that kind of stuff. But well, that's just so close, and the search party of three hundred people, and helicopters, and all that didn't find it. And I just find that so strange. It is. It's so weird, and that like makes me think that their bodies definitely were not there when the search party was conducted. Yeah. So yeah, because there's no fucking way three hundred people, and it's only two point <laughs> seven miles away from the truck. Like how? How I, could you miss that? I walk that because the bodies. Every, I walk been... more than that every day in an hour. 
way more than that in an hour. And so, like, that's barely, I don't know, 45 minutes maybe Mm -hmm. away from that, and they didn't find it. Yeah. Well, and at that point, too, of course, the bodies are still going to be fresh. It's not like they're bones and possibly hard to see or covered by branches. Like, these are full-on bodies that they would have found at this point. But Honestly, and I want to say thank God, but, like, that would have been a little traumatic for whoever found Oh, yeah, no. Fresh bodies. Yeah, it definitely would have, but I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that would have been bad, but I feel like you kind of know what you're getting yourself into if you're going to volunteer for something like that. That's true. So, but yeah, still hard to see either way. So, yes, the bones were confirmed as that of the Jameson family. Um, Unfortunately, the cause of death could not be confirmed just because they were only partial remains and there was just kind of like already a lot of damage done, which could have just been like, you know weathering and all that and so there was however a hole in the back of Bobby's skull and many believe that it was a bullet hole but once again they really can't confirm anything uh temperance brennan from bones could that's hey that's true we need, we need to get <laughs> they that should call sure. him it's a woman but yeah call her <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've never the show bones? no <gasps> that's disappointing so the another weird thing is that the bodies were laying side by side, face down. I hate that. Yeah, that's creepy. To I think absolutely about too. hate that. So that's essentially the entire story, and then the rest is just theories, which are pretty Let's crazy. Speculate. Yeah, they're pretty crazy theories. So, like I said, I still don't know which one I even think is the most plausible because there's just there's little pieces of each that just don't add up. So, the first theory is that it was a murder-suicide. Some people believe that, well, like I said before, Sherilyn suffered from depression and bipolar disorder. Um, There was also the letter that she wrote to Bobby, and then also her missing gun. And so, people believe that she, you know, her and her family walked out to the woods and she killed them and then killed herself. But, that doesn't really explain how they were laying all like side by side face Face down down. and the gun was gone uh so (laughs) unless like somebody random just like came up and picked the gun up i was like huh these are bodies (laughs) oh well i got a free gun it's fine (laughs) yeah that's all so yeah it's it's just not i don't know i mean i can see where the theory came from for sure but i just don't think it really makes too much sense but i guess apparently sherilyn did once again, she was bipolar, so she's going to go through different episodes, but her mom said, her mom was named, is named, she's still alive. <laughs> her mom is Connie Kokatan. I think that's how you pronounce Coconut? it. Yes. <laughs> Close enough. Kokatan, and <laughs> she, this is her quote, Sherilyn was a very strong-willed person, but I saw her change dramatically. She became very illogical. One day, she drove me to Oklahoma City and dropped me off in the street. She told me to get out of my car, and so she did. <laughs> but it was just... So she of, did? I'd be like, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know if she was, like, scared of her in that moment, and she's like, okay, I will leave <laughs> you alone yeah. or what, but yeah. She just drove her to Oklahoma City and was like, get out of my car, bye. Yeah, pretty much. So, and, you know, her mom even said, like, that was very out of character, and so I guess... She, she had just been kind of showing, like, these weird signs, like, closer to their disappearance, so. I kind of, if we are going to play out this theory, 
that it was a murder-suicide and Charlie did it, maybe she killed them and then kind of wandered around and then came back and laid on the ground next to them and died. Right. Like, exposure or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's Which, I mean, a horrible, a horrible, horrible way to go. Terrible, yeah. If she was that kind of manic, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that, too. I mean, that's that's basically all there is to that theory. Of course, you know, the mom's going to say, like, she had never hurt her daughter. Right. Which pretty much, like, everyone said, but you never, you just never know. Yeah. Which is People do terrible, but you shit. never fucking know. So, that's that theory. The next one is a lot longer, um, and there's a lot to it. But basically, it consists of witchcraft, ghosts, and cults. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Seems plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of a wild ride. I but, have heard this theory, but I'm excited. Yeah, so their pastor, who is Gary Brandon, claimed that Bobby had told him that there were spirits inside of their home, and sometimes they would walk on the roof of Ew. their house. <laughs> the spirits are Santa. The, I guess they're spirits. <laughs> they're not just coming on December 25th, so... Are they sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that's... And he was clearly, I mean, very distraught about it, and he had uh-huh. talked to their pastor about this quite a bit. And so I'll get back to that part in a second. And then another aspect of this is, I guess, Sherilyn, which her best friend, Nikki Shenold, uh-huh. Shen Shenhold? Shenhold. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um was kind of talking a lot about her and basically said that Sherilyn believed she was a witch of sorts. And she... <laughs> you are not a witch. Uh, excuse me, it is in my family history. <laughs> and she also believed that she had the ability to cast out demons. I do not believe that. I'm not going to mess with it. So. No, no. But I guess that's kind of what she believed. And Nikki was kind of a part of this as well, I guess. They were both really into, like, studying this kind of stuff, like witchcraft and demons and... Did they use Ouija boards? They might have. I don't like that. Don't mess with that. But, no. Just don't do it. No. But, yeah, I don't know. They they probably did mess with Ouija boards, I would assume. Right. If they were this into that kind of stuff. But yeah. Who knows? And so... There was also a satanic Bible inside of their house, which Sherilyn supposedly bought as a joke. That's not funny. Which, no, it's not funny, (laughs) first of all. And also, I mean, I don't know why she would buy it as a joke if she, like, actually believed in this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, apparently she bought it as a joke. But Bobby, actually, because he did believe that there were spirits inside of their house, Uh he began reading it in attempts to, like, exercise the house in a way. I'm confused. Because why would a satanic Bible I think exercise it, anything if the demons are satanic? I don't I don't know how satanic Bibles work. I don't know if it's I guess like I don't either. To, I don't know if it gives you like advice on how to get rid of the demons or I really don't know. I always know. thought it was like Satan worshiping. That would make more sense, but, but again, I, I don't guess know about it. yeah, I don't know. It was either well they definitely had a satanic Bible inside the house, so I don't know if they had something else that was like the opposite of that the or bible well the bible but i mean the bible doesn't tell you how to something, exercise demons <laughs> either way he was reading something that and he was trying to kind of exercise the house and get these spirits out of their house 
And he had also asked Pastor Gary Brandon for quote-unquote special bullets that he could use to shoot the spirits. What? (laughs) So, I don't really know what these would be. Like a a water gun filled with holy water, maybe. (laughs) That's what I would personally use. (laughs) Are they watching like That would be kind of badass, though. Like shooting demons with a water gun of holy water. (laughs) I would totally do that. But in Supernatural, they use like... They load the gun with rock salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that what he's doing? But he he doesn't even need that like to get that from a pastor. He could just buy that. That's true. So unless the pastor like blessed the rock salt before. <laughs> that seems like overkill. But hey, I don't know he, about he, this is serious business for Bobby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I guess he asked for that too, but. Pastor Gary let him down. He didn't he didn't provide. So Pastor Gary. <laughs> I know. Also, another weird thing about Sherilyn was on the side of the storage container, aka their new house <laughs> that they were planning on. No, there was not. Oh. But there was a really weird fucking sentence, or two sentences, I guess, that said three cats killed to date by people in this area. Dot, dot, dot. Witches don't like their black cats killed. I'm not into it. That's... I, I veto this theory because it's freaking me out. It's creepy. Okay, but also what really bothers me about what she spray painted is she spelled by B-U-Y <laughs> and she spelled there T-H-E-R-E. This is the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. We can't hold her to... I, I guess, No offense but to Oklahoma. She spelled witches, right? That can be a hard word. I guess she just spelled W H I. Yeah, that would have just fucked the whole thing up. I I would have been like, don't even put this in like the records. I'm this is just stupid. This. But yeah, that really bothered me. This is why school important kids. Still creepy though that she yeah. So I mean yeah, she definitely believed she was a witch or yeah something. That's I don't, I don't fucking know. I really don't like it. I'm not into this theory. Yeah. So I guess she would also. This is Sherilyn again would leave notes around their house that said things like, get out, Satan. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's really... Imagine, like, Madison, like, coming in and oh, finding that. Madison? Like, what? Like, Mommy, who's Satan? <laughs> like, how do you... Uh, that's so fucked up. I guess all I really know about witches is from um, Sabrina. <laughs> yes. So, witches... Never mind. I feel like what I'm going to say is going to end up being offensive, so I'm just not going to say it, because I don't know anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel bad for Madison. Like, her parents are both, like, freaking out, thinking they're spirits. And well, they're probably on drugs. Just hold that thought. <laughs> so, yes, there was all of that. And then Connie, Sherilyn's mom, this is kind of where the cult theory comes into play, too, believed that it was possible that Sherilyn fell victim to, like, witchcraft of a religious cult. And somebody told Connie that Sherilyn was on a cult's hit list. What? Yeah. Cult's so, on hit list? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean... Maybe so, Maybe this one. Maybe just this one did, I mean, but... I'm, yeah, I guess. Well, like, okay... Okay, that was a stupid thing for me to say, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are a cult, but I guess Connie did kind of believe that, and I don't know if that's, like, her leading theory at this point in time, but she she did think it was possible, 
And I guess Nikki, the best friend of Sherilyn, after, like, the disappearance, she received an anonymous phone call nope. from somebody. Do not answer phone calls that you don't know. <laughs> nope, nope. And the woman on the other end said that she used to be in a white supremacist cult that kept a book with names of people who were problematic, and sometimes she would catch glimpses of the names, like, in the book, and she would go home and, like, search the person, the name of the person that she saw, and two of those names, she claims, just so happened to be Bobby and Sherilyn Jameson. Why were they... I feel like if it's a white supremacist group, it would probably be all people of color. That would be on their problem list. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, or is it like a problem list of people who are already within the cult, who are it, acting out? I guess it, it could be either, but I'm pretty sure Sherilyn wasn't completely white either. Really? Her daughter looks very white. Yeah, she does, but I saw somewhere... That she wasn't, like, fully white, that she had some different ethnicity to her as well. Oh. Because, which this is kind of the same theory, like, going along these lines, but that somebody in the white supremacy cult did end up killing the family. And I guess at one point in time, the Jameson family had a handyman who lived, or he rented out a room in their house, and one day he began muttering, like, racial slurs in front of Sherilyn and Madison. And so, basically, like, this is pretty cool, but Sherilyn, like, went into another room, grabbed her gun, and, like, held him at gunpoint and was like, get the fuck out of my house, <laughs> like, immediately, and so he left. I think that is a slight overreaction. Maybe you can just ask him to leave. But... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's but, true, like, but hey, there. I mean... I think she got rid of him, unless... Dick move. Yeah, yeah. And so, he, of course, after their disappearance, was interviewed. Because this was, like... This incident was, like, reported, and, you know, the police knew about it and everything. Um, But he supposedly had, like, a pretty solid alibi, so... I don't know. But he... And once... Like, he could have been part of that white supremacy group, but also that lady who anonymously called, like, there was so much information already about the disappearance that she could, like, it could have been anyone just playing a trick on the family, whatever. Because there are always those people, which is, yeah. it's fucked up, but... People, like, get a thrill from it. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, so there was that whole thing, and I I mean, those theories, they're, they're just crazy to me, but I don't know how... I'm not into it. Possible. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I'm just not into it because it, like, really freaks me out. Yeah, it's creepy to think about. I mean, it, and that's so fucked up. Like, you know, they killed, they would have killed little Madison too, and she had nothing to do with it. If it is like a white supremacist group, and they were killing them because it was an interracial relationship, like, that is not unheard of. No, no. Like, that it's... happens so often, mm-hmm. even today. Yeah. And, like, it's horrifying. And so, like, it's not totally, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, I don't think so either, but, yeah, like I said, there's so many possibilities that could, like, what could have happened to them. It's just, it's hard to kind of narrow it down to anything specifically. But, yeah, I mean, that it, that could have very well been a possibility. And I guess there, like, has been word of kind of that area of Oklahoma having a lot of cults within it, so. I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, who knows? That could be it. We don't know. And then what I said before about we will get to <laughs> how you mentioned the drugs. 
Well, there's that whole theory. And there were several reasons to believe that Bobby and Sherilyn were involved in either drug use or drug dealing. So possibly both. Possibly both, yeah. And this would, I think, more than any other theory, explain the $32,000 that was found in the truck. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And why the cash was, like, never accounted for. Like, they never, you know, withdrew it from a bank. It was just there. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really see any other way that they could have gotten $32,000. the cults gave it to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cults just involved in all of this. Yeah, it's always the cults. <laughs> yeah, so sheriff, this was like the main sheriff that was leading the investigation. I think you pronounce his name Beecham? Sheriff Beecham? It's spelled really weird. All right. I don't know. That's we'll what the guys on uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved, that's how they <laughs> pronounced it, so that's what I'm going to go with okay. right now. <laughs> we always trust the guys from BuzzFeed <laughs> Yeah. So, the head sheriff said that the paranoia that was exhibited prior to the disappearance could be possible signs of drug addiction, just kind of, you know, the video footage of them acting super strange, and apparently both of them had lost a substantial amount of weight before vanishing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Unless but, they're hitting the gym and eating healthy, then yeah. Right, right. And, it, and the thing is, though, I don't know if it was, like, healthy weight loss either. I yeah. think it was, like, oh. Or something else well, going I read, on like, there. a report that they kind of looked a little emaciated. Yeah. But that, I mean, as far as that theory goes, there's really no other evidence that points to any sort of involvement with drugs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, all the people they talked to, like, family members, friends, said, like, no, we don't think that they had anything to do with drugs. But if they were, like, dealing drugs, there's really no way they would know that. Right. But, I mean, and I people... families always want to believe... The, the best, best of, yeah. Of their families, mm-hmm. and, you know, I have drug addiction in my family, and everyone wants to defend the addict, mm-hmm. and I, I totally get it, but it's just, it's the initial reaction, mm-hmm. I think, because you never want to think your family is capable of that. Right, so. yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that they were on drugs. Once again, I think it, it could have been, like, a drug deal gone wrong and uh-huh. someone just lost their shit on them and but the weird thing about that is why would they take Madison with them on a like drug to a drug deal, to a drug deal. Uh, well parents forget their children in cars so people are not I guess but like also they took the dog too and clothes it's a family affair okay? apparently like damn I don't know that's drug dealing is a family affair yeah, that's just, it's weird Unless to me that they... Unless they planned on not coming back. Yeah. Unless they planned on doing this drug deal and then, and then not leaving. coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's possible. I don't know. So, there's that theory, and then there is the theory of Bob Dean Jameson, who was the father of Bobby. So, we got Bob and Bobby here. And... <laughs> I guess they they kind of had a history, like, a bad history between them. Um, they just never really got along. Um, they owned a gas station together, and a lot of times Bobby would work there for free, and the dad always promised that once he sold the gas station that they would split the money in half. Well, that never happened, and so Bobby ended up suing his dad because of this. And also, early in 2009, which was 
I mean, approximately six months before the family disappeared, mm-hmm. Bobby, the son, filed a protective order against Bob for threatening to kill him and his family on two separate occasions. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, pretty crazy. And Bobby also noted that Bob, I hate this, <laughs> that Bob the dad was a very danger- dangerous man who thinks he is above the law, and he also added that he had been involved with prostitutes, gangs, and meth. Well, I have a theory based on that, about the money. Maybe that he stole the $32,000 from, from his dad yeah, yeah. from his illegal dealings, but the dad's not going to say that. That's true. Like, oh, he stole that $32,000 from me, but like he's not going to say that because it's coming from prostitution and meth. Right, right, that's true. So maybe it was the dad. Or it could, or it could have come from like the gas station that he sold. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a possibility too. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if the dad was already obviously not a good guy, like I don't know if he would necessarily hide that. I think he might be like, my son fucking stole thirty two thousand dollars from me. So. But it's possible. But if it's coming from illegal dealings. Then right. Right. That's why I think it's more an illegal thing rather than coming from the gas station. Yeah, I could see that. But Jack Jameson, who was Bob Dean's brother and Bobby's uncle, said that although Bob Dean was disturbed at the time, he does not believe that he could have been involved in their murders, and apparently at the time of their disappearance, Bob Dean was pretty sick and was in either a hospital or a rest home, and he actually died only two months after they disappeared. Oh. So... I don't know if it was him that actually killed the family, unless he got someone to kill the family for him. Oh, put out a hit? Yeah. God. So, I yeah, I really don't know. But that's, a- I guess, <laughs> a more <laughs> likely theory, just because he did threaten to kill them before, but, like, he was obviously a really fucked up guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they obviously looked into it just because of all this, like, evidence they had against him but they really never found anything about it did they find any prints on the car like no no nothing that i found yeah i hate this case so yeah it just freaks me out every single (laughs) time yeah and so those are pretty much all of the crazy theories and then the last theory which i don't think this is i i don't like this theory because i don't think it's the truth at all is that the Jameson family wandered into the woods to either... Some people say that they were, like, that Madison ran out of the truck and they were chasing her into the woods and they got lost, or they went on a hike and they got lost, and basically the elements got to them. I just don't think that's... Why would you I, lock the... Well, if you went on a hike, why the fuck would you leave the dog in the car, first of all? Right. Like, you think you would take the dog well, with I'll you. if she ran out of the car. But also, and, like, so many people brought up this point, but it's, like, such a fair point. She's six years old. Like, there's no way she could have ran (laughs) 2.7 miles until they were able to catch her. That's true. So, but, and also, like, of course, you know, if you get deep enough into the woods, you can get lost. But it's also kind of hard to get lost in the woods just because there are so many roads at this point. And their truck was right next to a road and... Once again, it was just 2.7 miles from where the truck was. Like, I don't know. I just Yeah, and they were all face down next to each other. Like Right. Yeah, well, and that's exactly, exactly. They would have probably been huddled together. Yeah. Yeah. And most likely, 
I feel like Madison would have died before them, too. So, it just, yeah, that's not, like, a natural position to die in. Like, face down? Like, no, that's not... I that's hate, not how that works. I hate that they're face down. Yeah, that's terrifying. Just fucks me up. Is so. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's definitely another reason why I don't think that was the case. Yeah. That, like, and I guess you know this is Oklahoma, so it's warmer there anyway. And of course, they did go missing in October, but I think the lows, like most of that month, were forty degrees, that's and cold. which no, it's not that cold. And you know, during the day, of course, it's going to be like in the sixties probably. Yeah. So that's totally like. You're survivable. gonna, yeah, survivable. That's beautiful weather. Yeah, that's prime weather right there. So, and prime I guess there, there were like some pretty hard rains, but it wasn't like deadly rains. So, I just don't think that's very likely. And once again, if they were there from the start, how the fuck did nobody find them? Yeah. When they conducted that giant search party. I don't like it. No. So, it's, yeah, it's just frustrating. Yeah. That's a good one. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. I did learn some stuff that I didn't know before. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad. All right. I need to fill my wine glass before we get started on mine because I'm going to need to drink a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Buckle up because this one is long and it is dense. Okay. It is extremely famous. I am sure a lot of our listeners, if you're out there, have heard of it. Don't assume that. <laughs> don't assume what they know and don't know. <laughs> I'm not assuming anything because I'm about to tell them all about it. Yes. So. I'm it sure is, a lot of people have heard about it, though. Yeah. It is the rather mysterious death of Elisa Lamb. So, let's get into it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in January 2013, Elisa Lamb was a 21-year-old Canadian student. She went to the University of British Columbia in Vancouver and she decided to take what she called a West Coast tour of California. By herself. By it's herself. It's unclear why, but she did. Huh. All right. Was she this, t- like, during summer? No, January. January? Yeah. That's, like, a really random time to do that. Yeah, I agree. So, on January 29th, uh, Elisa arrives at Los Angeles' Cecil Hotel after traveling alone via Amtrak. First, she went to San Diego, mm-hmm. and then she went to Los Angeles. So, did she just, like, decide, fuck school, I'm not going back this semester, or what? I didn't find much on school. I don't think she had a very good experience with school. Okay. Because she hadn't even been enrolled that fall. Oh. Like, she was enrolled for that spring. Hmm. Okay. So, I don't really know what's going on with Weird. school. But it doesn't matter. It's not really part of this. Okay. <laughs> So she was originally placed in a hostel-style room at the Cecil, uh-huh. so with a bunch of roommates, but she was moved to her own private room after two days due to odd behavior. What the fuck? I don't know what this odd behavior was. I would like to know. I'm assuming on her part. Yes. Odd oh my god. Yeah, I want to talk to the people that were in that room with her. <laughs> yeah, because like, I could not find any specifics. What could she have done? I have no idea. So, Elisa reportedly struggled with bipolar disorder, and she was treating it with, I got a couple different reports on this, but I'm pretty sure there were five medications, but I only wrote down four of them. Okay. So, Wellbutrin, which is an SSRI antidepressant, uh, Lamictal, which is an anticonvulsant and mood stabilizer, Seroquel, which, working in the hospital, that's my favorite, (laughs) which is an antipsychotic, and Eflexor, which is an SNRI antidepressant. 
So, so she was on some heavy duty drugs. Yeah. So the antidepressant mood stabler, mood stabilizer, and antipsychotic in conjunction. They're all drugs recommended for the treatment of bipolar disorder. So she was on the right stuff. Right. But she, and so I go into this a little later, but people with bipolar disorder have a much higher instance of suicide ideation. Yeah. But her family said she never had any of that, but she did briefly go missing a few years prior to that. For how long? I couldn't find the answer to that. Uh, okay. I have no idea. I assume it says briefly. So, so not too long. Probably a couple days. Yeah. So, um, we'll get into her death, which is just straight up weird. While in California, Elisa kept in contact with her parents daily. When Elisa did not contact her parents on January 31st, 2013, which was the day she was supposed to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz, her parents called the LAPD to, remor- to report her missing, which is exactly what my dad would do. Yeah. If I didn't call him for one day, he'd be like, call the police, call the FBI. She oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Same with one. my parents. <laughs> so her parents then fly to LA to assist in the search. This wow. is like day one. My God. Maybe two. Like, That's... And I think when your daughter is traveling, alo- traveling alone and has these mental problems, then yeah. Then I yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely fair and reasonable. Yeah. So hotel staff and a bookstore owner nearby were the only people who recalled seeing Elisa the day she went missing. They say she was outgoing, lively, and friendly. The bookstore owner said she was looking for presents for her family uh-huh. to bring back, and she was worried about fitting them all in her uh, suitcase. So she, it didn't seem like anything was wrong with her. Right. So the police searched the Cecil Hotel to the length they could legally. They couldn't search all the rooms because they didn't have any proof that anything went wrong, so they yeah. had no warrants. So they searched Elisa's room and used dogs to search through the building and up to the roof. The dogs didn't detect anything. Okay. So while the search was ongoing, hotel guests began to complain about low water pressure. Here we go. Here we go. Some later claimed that the water would come out black, at first, before turning to clear again and had a strange, sweet taste. Oh my god. On the morning of February 21st, 2013, Santiago Lopez, the building's maintenance supervisor, goes up to the roof to check the water tanks and finds Lamb's naked body in one of the 4,000-gallon water tanks. Oh my god. These water tanks provide water to guest rooms, the kitchen, and the coffee shop. Oh, yep. that's nice. Isn't it? The tank had to be drained and cut open in order to accommodate the equipment needed to remove Elisa's body. Oh my gosh, that's awful. On February 21st, the same day, the L.A. coroner's office rules Elisa's death as an ex- accidental drowning, with her history of bipolar disorder listed as a significant factor. But they change it twice. They originally list it as accidental, and then they cross it out and list it as undetermined. And then before it's released, they return it to accidental. And this takes, like, six months or something. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't know. That's, I mean, in a water tank, though? Like, that's so random. I know, but we'll go into it. <laughs> uh, Elisa's body was moderately decomposed. She had been there for around three weeks. But there was no evidence of physical or sexual assault, nor was there evidence of suicide. However, she had an anal prolapse, which your anus, like, kind of comes out of your body. Oh, okay. And it can be explained by both rape 
and by decomposition in the water. Okay. Her rape kit was never tested, though. So, which is, I mean, it's not weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> because there are thousands and thousands of rape kits that have never been tested. Hashtag end the backlog. Right. <laughs> but I feel like in this, I, like, they should have tested it. They were yeah. doing an autopsy, just test the rape kit. But they never tested it because they're like, well, decomposition could have caused that. Yeah, it could have. But rape could have also caused it. Yeah. So I feel like it's just odd to me that they didn't cover all their tracks. Yeah, that is pretty weird. All right. Blood tests reveal evidence of drugs consistent with her prescribed medications, as well as a couple over-the-counter drugs like ibuprofen and Sinutab, which is like um, Sudafed. Oh, okay. Just a cold medicine. A small amount of alcohol was found in her liver enzymes, but as I found out, 0.02% is the normal ethanol content of liver bile. So she had no alcohol. Okay. And no illicit drugs were found. So I'm kind of going to move away from her for just a second and talk about the Cecil Hotel itself. Okay. Which has a very interesting history. Um, It's now called the Stay on Main Hotel Uh in downtown L.A., in an area called Skid Row. <laughs> Skid Row. Which literally just makes me think Skidmark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, isn't is Skid Row a band? Probably. Yeah. They are a band. Okay. <laughs> I was like, why does that sound so familiar? They're probably from Skid Row, I don't know. Huh. So it opened in nineteen twenty seven with six hundred guest rooms and it has a massive reputation for violence and suicide. Huh. Locals nicknamed it in like the forties the suicide which is a little on the nose, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, jeez. Uh, it's a notor- It was a notorious rendezvous spot for drug activity, prostitution, adultery, and it was also reportedly one of the last places Elizabeth Short, otherwise known as the Black Dahlia, was seen alive. Uh, it was the residence of the serial killer Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, in 1985, uh-huh. and it was also the residence of Jack... Unterweger, another serial killer who stayed there in 1991. And it was a loose inspiration for American Horror Story Hotel. Ah, that I literally was thinking about that when you were explaining all of this. Like, I just kept thinking about that hotel. Yeah, uh, Ryan Murphy even gave an interview that said that he was inspired by for the idea by a video of a girl in an elevator who got in and was never seen again. Yeah. So, presumably Elisa Lamb. Yeah, sounds like it to me. And it is rumored to be very haunted. Ooh. Yes. So, getting back to Elisa and her bipolar disorder, which is kind of a huge part of this. Yeah. Um, you know, this disorder is characterized by having long periods of depression, which is known as hypomania, and abnormally elevated moods, which is mania. So, I'm going to mostly talk about mania, because this is what they think she was in. Uh, manic behaviors often include a normal energy, happiness, or irritability. People become more reckless, poorly think out decisions, and have very little regard for consequence. And the need for sleep may also be reduced. Um, The risk of suicide in people with bipolar disorder is at 6%. I was kind of unclear why the sorts I used didn't say like 6% of what. I'm assuming 6% of people with bipolar disorder. Yeah, yeah. Would be my guess. That makes sense. And self-harm is 30 to 40%, Uh which is very high. Uh, so it is theorized that Lisa is in this manic phase, which explains the elevator video, which we'll discuss in a second. Ooh. <laughs> and toxicology indicated that she had taken 
one antidepressant that day and the other one recently, but not that day. She had extremely trace amounts of her mood stabilizer and her antipsychotic, which indicates that she had stopped taking them sometime fairly recently, but yeah. she didn't have very much in her system. So mania, can I said that they, it can cause sleep disturbances Yep. and sleep deprivation can result in hallucinations. So Lisa had taken her Wellbutrin that day, but a bipolar person taking an antidepressant without a mood stabilizer can cause a manic episode. Right. So these manic episodes can also cause, in conjunction with everything else they cause, psychomotor agitation. So that's important. <laughs> okay. So now let's get to the elevator video, which is the most famous part of this case. And the creepiest, probably. Yes. One of the creepiest. Yes. Police release the elevator video in hopes that someone will recognize her, if they saw her that day, what she was doing. They did not realize that this video would go viral. In China, the video has something like 3 million views. Oh my god. Insane. Why China? I don't... <laughs> China has a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's just what the, the source said. All right. <laughs> in China, specifically. So, the video shows Elisa walking into the elevator, pushing most of the buttons, and then becoming agitated when the doors seem to malfunction. They don't close at all through this four-minute video. No. Oh, wait. Colby, I need you to watch this while I'm telling this. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how she got the elevator to do that. I mean, unless I it just freaked did. out because... Well, I mean, it had to be because of what she was doing. I think it was, like, because she was pushing all of those buttons but that the still, elevator was like, closes. what the fuck is this person doing? That's what I thought, too, but I've done that. Like, I've hit multiple buttons on accident before, and it does it. That's true. But she hit, like, a lot of the buttons. Yeah. So she leans out, looks around, then jumps back into the elevator and, like, seems to hide. Yeah. Like, against the wall, in the corner. Then she goes hallucinations. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Po- well, possibly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she does that a couple times, and then she goes out the elevator and starts doing some weird shit with her hands. Ugh. Ugh. This is so creepy. It is fucking strange. I hate it. And her, I think what's so weird to me about it is that her hands look weird. Like, her fingers look excessively long. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe she just has long fingers. Like, that's fine. But, like, the way she's moving them, just, ugh. Yeah, it's really fucking creepy. So. We'll post this video for you guys, too. Yeah. So, the hand waving, it kind of looks like, some people say, like, she's like, petting a dog really awkwardly. I don't see that. But some people think she's, like, it looks like she's swimming through water, which freaks me out considering where she ended up. Ugh. Yeah. And I could see that. Like, I could definitely see that with the way she's moving. Huh. I'm gonna have to watch that again, because I didn't put that together. Um, some people think she was gesturing to someone off camera. Um, but then she walks away, and the elevator's closed, and then open. And then close, and then, and then open, open, yeah, and then close again, which is like how the fuck I yeah. don't understand. Ugh, There's ugh, nobody I hate there. that. I hate yeah. that. There's nobody there. I don't understand why. Like the, it's entirely possible the elevator is just malfunctioning altogether. Yeah, yeah, but it's certainly. But it's just weird that like it happened after she walked away. Yeah, yeah, like right after like, she walked. Away. Weird timing. I don't know. Yeah, and one minute of this footage is either missing or has been removed. 
Yeah. So that. No. Either so, missing or has not been released. Ew, her fingers do look really long. Don't they? Yeah, that's that's really <laughs> creepy. I want to see this again because I'm like. I don't know if you have this. You want to see it? Right yeah. Now? Yeah, I want to see it. Again. It's honestly the most interesting part is her hands. Yeah. Well, whatever the fuck she's doing with her hands is creepy. Yeah. Oh God, they do look super long. Why didn't I notice that at that's first? Like, that's the first thing I noticed when I watched that video is how long her fingers look. Yeah. And like just. That's such a creepy motion. Like. Yeah. I need wine for this. Well, and she yeah. looks so distressed, like she's walking out and she has like her hands up against her head. It's the weirdest. Yeah. Like she's freaking out. She's like losing her mind. It's oh. it's, it's an awkward motion. Like, Absolutely. Very like I don't know I don't know how to describe it like very fluid. It like <laughs> doesn't does make it. sense. Like I can't really like if she was hallucinating, I really can't place what she was seeing. Because, again, I don't think any of us just make that movement for no, any particular I mean, reason. God, it's so creepy. Yeah, I hate it. I can't get over it. <laughs> yeah, so that clearly went viral for many reasons. And, I mean, a friend of mine who doesn't really like this stuff even knew about this video. So that's how viral it went. Yeah, even on, I mean, on YouTube it has 22 million views. So That's a lot. That's a lot. Thanks, China. <laughs> You're the best, China. <laughs> yeah, it's the video under this is 130 pound dog gets his first home ever, and I just want to watch that right now because I'm creeped the fuck out. And <laughs> I'm not watching something happy. We need to get back to this because I'm getting onto the theories, and I just realized I got through everything else super fast. So, the theories. The first one I have down is the elevator ritual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not really a theory as to why she died. It's right. more of a theory of what she was doing in the elevator. Yeah. So, it doesn't, like, look to me like she's playing it, but maybe she thought she was, like, she was hallucinating. Uh-huh. Because she's not going anywhere. Like, the elevator's not moving. And no, the point it's of this not. game is for the elevator to move. Yeah, yeah. So, but maybe she was hallucinating and thinking she was playing this game. Right. So, the elevator ritual, it's a creepypasta. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. It's where the Slenderman came from. Yeah. yeah. So, it's just, it's made up on the internet, like... Yeah. It's not... I still... It's not real. No, but it's fucking creepy nonetheless. Creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so she was very active on, like, Tumblr. Okay. And, ha- like, just social media. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that she knew about this game. Right. So I will read the rules of the elevator ritual. It is long as hell. So bear with me. We don't recommend this. Please do not play this game. It's probably not real, but please don't play it. Yeah, just don't... You're gonna break the elevator like she did. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe she thought she went... Okay, anyway. Let's get into the yeah, rules first. Yeah, let's do it. Alright, rules. I literally copy-pasted this from a website that I don't remember the name of, so we're gonna pretend I'm citing it right now. <laughs> this is a solo game. And only one person should attempt the ritual. If more than one person is present, the game will not work. Convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all creepy games. I know. You have to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's because, Which, fuck that. Yeah, no thank you. Choose a building that is at least ten stories high, preferably at night. Also convenient. When the building is virtually empty. Yep, yep. Also ensure it has an elevator in good working order, which the season clearly didn't. Did not, no. <laughs> <laughs> that has at least a 10-floor capacity. 
Failure to adhere to these three basic requirements will mean automatic failure. Once you have selected a suitable building, the following steps need to be followed to the letter. After entering the building, call the, I think this was written by a British person because it says lift. Oh. If there is anyone in it, do not proceed. Do not enter the lift unless you are alone. Step one, press the button to floor four. Step two, when you reach the fourth floor, let the doors open, but do not, do not get out. Remain in the elevator and press the button for floor two. Step three, at the second floor, stay in the elevator and press the button to floor six. At the sixth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for floor two. It's just very tedious. Yeah. At the second floor, stay in the elevator and press the button for floor 10. Why do you skip eight? And nine? But it's been going by even numbers so far. Oh, and it's yeah. like, uh, no. That's true. We don't like the eighth floor. I guess not. Fuck the eighth floor. <laughs> when you reach the tenth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for floor five. This is where it gets creepy. On the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. What? Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. What the fuck? Quickly press the button for floor one. If the elevator begins climbing to the tenth floor, instead of descending to the first, you may proceed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great, great. <laughs> if the elevator descends to the first floor, exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak. I'm guessing that means you failed. I guess so, but why Why can't you look back then? You're not supposed to look at the woman. Oh, oh, so she's still, okay, she's still on the She's still hanging out with you. Just. She just wants to get to 410 then. Just. I'm like crying right now. This is so fucking <laughs> creepy to me. God, I hate this. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> if you reach the 10th floor, you may get out of the elevator or choose to stay on it. If you do get off and the woman did enter the elevator on the 5th floor, she will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look at her. And look, I copy-pasted this. It's in red. Do not. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's like warning. Yeah, do not do it. Yeah. You will know whether you have arrived at the other world by you'll be the only person in it. In, oh, the world. Yeah. And there are two other ways to know, but we'll get to that. Things to be aware of. If you stay on the elevator at the 10th floor... One, press the button for floor one. If it doesn't work, don't panic. Just keep pushing it until it does. Two, when the elevator reaches floor one, exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak. If you exit the elevator at the 10th floor, you have successfully reached the other world. When you step out of the elevator, it will look identical to the world you just left. However, there will be two things to look out for. There will be no light. When you look out the window, you will see a red cross in the distance. Ugh. No. I hate it. No. <laughs> Don't I, try. I can't do this. <laughs> it's sort of almost done. Don't try and video your experience as electronic devices, mobile phones, cameras, etc. don't work. Of course they don't. If they do, you have not reached the other world. I actually saw two different claims on this. Uh, one said that they may or may not. Like, people actually know. It's an urban legend. It's not real. I'm still sweating. I don't care. This is fucking creepy. Be watchful and alert at all times. If you faint or pass out during the game... Uh, me. Yeah, right? You'll probably wake up in your own home. If this happens, be sure to thoroughly examine your surroundings 
as a home, you wake up and may not be the one you're used oh, to. Oh, no! No! This is amazing. Oh, I didn't realize you were freaked out I'm so freaked out right now. <laughs> well, how have they not made a movie about this, honestly? I know. I know. Getting back to your own world may be more difficult than it seems. Actually, we'll talk about that. You may become confused and forget which elevator you arrived in, or the elevator may seem to be out of reach and get further and further away as you walk towards it. Persevere, you will reach it, they read. <laughs> you can do this. Yeah. Uh, so there are steps to this too. One, you must use the same elevator to return as the one in which you arrived. Two, when you enter the elevator, press the buttons in the same order you did in step two through eight on your journey out, and you should finish on floor five. Where the lady came in. So is, that is she what? Is she you? The lady? Yeah. Like coming in from the other side. What? Never mind. Like <laughs> I'm thinking like on the way out. Oh, oh, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, okay. On the way out, a lady comes into the elevator. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant it to me specifically. No. I was like, are you trying to freak me out right now? <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> oh well so okay. But on the journey, like, back to this earth, yeah. is, she's not with you, like, the whole ride then? No. Okay. I think she she just kind of goes away. Oh, okay. Like, she just, just needed to get to the other world, and yeah, you just happen to be on the elevator. I don't want to freak you out even more, but I'm gonna. Colby's, <laughs> uh, like, nodding his head. Uh, so, on, I think it was Reddit, I was reading the song, mm-hmm. and someone said they did it. Okay. They're lying, but someone said they did it, and they said the woman, like, looks like Samara from the from, ring. That's totally how I picture her. Yeah. No, that's literally okay. what I pictured when I thought of a girl entering the elevator. Yeah. Like, Which I yeah. absolutely hate because Samara scarred me as a child. So. Yeah, no, fuck that, but yeah, that's literally what I was picturing. Okay. It's like there was no face, it was just, like, hair, hair. over her. Yeah. yeah. Not a fan of it. When you reach the fifth floor, press the button for floor one. The elevator again will begin to descend or ascend to the tenth floor. Press any button to cancel the ascension. You must do this before you reach floor ten. Or you're trapped there. I don't know. When you reach the first floor, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems strange, even the smallest detail, do not exit. If you think something is wrong, repeat step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you are confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. I hate it. <laughs> I, I'm Let's not going to be it. able to sleep tonight. Oh Why? my god, come on. I'm seriously not. Why did Should you we sleep to together tonight? <laughs> I think we need to. Like, holy shit. Because Michael's not here. So. No. God damn it. At least we have three dogs, but... That's true. Still, I'm so creeped out right now. Well, we Ugh. have no elevators in our house, so I think we're okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but just the thought of it. Ugh. It's very creepy. Ugh, no. I don't. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but it's creepy. Thought she was playing that game? No, just, the just game in general. Doesn't really make very much oh, sense. yeah, no. But. but, and like, again, the elevator wasn't moving anywhere, but again, maybe she was hallucinating that she was playing this game. Yeah, that's And she I thought mean, she was. She could have been. Because, yeah. like, in the video, she didn't press all of the buttons. It was like, 
She pressed like four. It was like almost every other button, or like yeah. it, she was selective. It wasn't like she just like drug yeah. her right. hand she, down. Right. Like, she picked like, a few of them, and then when she goes out and comes back in, she presses more. Yeah. So she probably thought she was playing this game. She didn't she... wait too long either. Like it, like she wasn't. Yeah. However, she was doing it. She wasn't doing it right. Right. Oh yeah. no, she yes. she failed. But like, honestly, game, but she, this she, is she, so she messed up. Yeah. This is so like confusing. If you don't have this paper in front of you telling you how to do it, I also would probably do the same uh, thing. Uh yeah, I definitely fuck up. Yeah, you'd have to bring some sort of like cheat card with you. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. reading this to my dad, and he's like, "Oh my god, are we done yet? Like this game is ridiculous." It's, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, thanks, Dad. It's a lengthy game. For supporting me and my podcasting dreams. Not a very fun game, but... <laughs> yeah, what kind of game is this? Yeah. Yeah, that. It's, it's described as an elevator game, but it's also described as the elevator ritual, which I feel like is more... Ugh. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. more accurate, but it's also disturbing. <laughs> like, yeah. ugh, God. So, I'm going to move away from that theory because, I mean... It's a theory, but not. Yeah, get that the fuck out of here. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> not into it. No. Alright, so the first theory as to why she died is murder. Yep. Um, it is not the most popular theory, but it is one of two that I think are most probable. Right. So there are two theories underneath the murder theory. Okay. <laughs> one is that she was murdered by hotel staff. And this just makes, it makes sense to me because they would have access to the roof, which she did. They have fire so, escapes on okay. the sides of the building that lead up to the roof. But, but you can't just, like, walk up to the roof, like, through a door and... I'll get to that. Okay. So, once you get up to the roof, the water tanks are on, like, a 10-foot platform that you need a ladder to get onto. Okay. And so, I'm like, how would she get up there? But maybe she did get a ladder and do it. And then, she was missing for three weeks. Maybe a maintenance worker found out and was like, oh, someone didn't put it back. In yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Nobody reported that, but I feel like it's not to the realm of impossibility. But it, it also lends to the fact that she didn't do it herself. Right. So, uh, hotel staff have access to the room via the door. There's a door. Okay. It is alarmed, but there is a video of, I think it was a Chinese man, who went there and tested getting onto the roof, and he was able to get through that door without tripping the alarm. Huh. Okay. Because it is the Cecil, and it is not exactly, it's seedy. Yeah. It's not your most safe hotel. Right. And it's old, too. And it's old. It's very old. Yeah. So, it's, again, it's not that a hotel staffer would have had to do this. Yeah. But they could have. And they could have also manipulated the CCTV footage, because there's a minute of it missing. That's true. That's true. And they may have also known how to avoid the cameras. Yeah. How did they figure out there was a minute of it missing though? And why weren't they able to find the missing footage? I don't I don't know a whole lot about that. There wasn't a whole lot of info about it. Uh-huh. But the police can tell when a chunk of footage is taken out. And anyone yeah. can because it sk- the time skips. Right, right, right. And you can kind of see it where it's like it doesn't look and it may, maybe it was at the end, or, but I think there's, like, a portion of it where you can kind of see where it's, it just kind of, like, shifts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty easy to tell when there's footage missing. Right. I just feel like they would have, or they should have looked more into that then, and, like, why, why yeah. is this And again, missing? I don't know if it was a, they got the footage and it was like that, or if the police didn't release that. Ugh. 
But why? They do that all the time. Unless it was just, like, not necessary. They're yeah. like, okay, this video like, is long enough. We're just going to cut it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a random Okay, person. so, yeah. So, I, again, I don't know a whole lot about that minute. But, so that that's the hotel staff theory. But she had no evidence of assault, physical or sexual, on her. Right. Uh, so she would have probably had to be thrown in there alive. And she was, I don't know if I mentioned this, but she was found naked. Yeah, yeah, you did. You said that. But her clothes were there with her, so she took them off, probably. Like, they were just next to the... Oh, they were floating next to her? So she probably took them off to tread water. Yeah, I mean... So either they threw her in there alive, or they killed her somehow that left no trace. Yeah. And threw her clothes in after her, but I don't think that's very... Right. I don't think that's possible. No, that's... So, what then? Was she just hallucinating this entire time and i'll get to that okay so the other murder theory this one's kind of stupid i did not go into it very much uh-huh. but a lot of people believe this that it was a government conspiracy and a government assassination oh uh, what the fuck okay she had posted about government cloaking devices on her twitter i think uh-huh. prior to this trip and i believe the cecil was kind of close to one of this, these government testing agencies and so they think she knew too much and was assassinated for it. I think it's stupid. Yes. <laughs> and then I was telling my dad about this theory. He's like, well, that's who she's gesturing to. They're just cloaked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, it all makes sense now. Wow, a good point. <laughs> that's, like, amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a theory. And some people do believe that. I, yeah. One of the videos I watched, this guy was completely convinced of this. And I was like, I don't think so, but. The second theory, which I think is the most plausible, okay. is accidental death slash drowning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's listed on the official coroner's report. Not everything is a conspiracy. Some people don't understand this. Uh, the roof, you know, there's roof access to the fire escapes. Um, she could have gotten up using that and climbed into the water tanks herself. The lid itself weighs about 60 pounds. But it's on a hinge, and that halves the force needed to open it. So it's only 30 pounds. Okay. So that's definitely possible and, then. Yeah. And I was, like, I asked about Nikita earlier, like, because. Oh, how much she weighs. And or if she, if she was easy to lift. Yeah. Because she's, is 50 pounds. Yeah. And she's fairly easy to lift. So I feel like it would not be out of the realm of the ordinary for a 21-year-old healthy girl to lift a 30-pound lid. Uh, no, not at all. And people were like, how does it, how did it close? She probably just lifted it enough to get in. And yeah. Gravity yeah, I'm sure she did didn't lift it all the way. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, I don't know if she was hallucinating and just wanted to go for a swim or what. Right. But I think with mania, there's a lot that you just don't know. You oh, know? no. I mean, you... You cannot even begin to understand. As, like, we're both pretty normal, like, neurotypical people. We yeah, just cannot can't understand. Un- the mind of somebody yeah. that's manic. No. Yeah. No. So, like, she just... could have thought any number of things. There could have been any reason why she ended up in Oh, yeah. Tank. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, if she was and she clearly, was... like, she wasn't taking her meds like she should have been, so. Yeah. It, yeah. I feel like this is definitely possible. Right. And, again, she may have just wanted to go for a swim and didn't think about the consequence of not being able to get out. Right. So, yeah. And her body, you know, I said, we said earlier that it was found naked and her clothes floating next to her, which means she could have taken them off. So she could tread water. Yeah, yeah. Because clothes are heavy, and that's dead weight. And if she's trying to tread water, then, yeah. So I think that's 
the most reasonable. There are three other ones I have here. Okay. One is the paranormal. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Some believe that she was possessed due to the video. And honestly, I, don't, I think it's kind of insulting because oh, there is yeah. such a long history of believing mental illness is possession. Yeah, yeah. And I, do, yeah, I think it's insulting to her mental illness to believe that because right. she was not possessed. She was mentally ill. I think there are also people that just kind of want to believe that because it is, like, creepy and it's like, oh, this. Uh, yeah, I mean, because obviously that video is very disturbing, too, yeah. and it, like, I guess if you watch a lot of horror movies, you're like, oh, that's, like, something, like, demon. Yeah, <laughs> like, demon. Yeah. Demon. But it's not that but, crazy. Like, no, it's no, weird, it's not like, not. I mean, it's not like she's just standing there motionless, like... Or, like, climbing on the walls or anything. Right, right, like, like it's something that anyone can do, yeah. just like most people don't. Right. But, yeah, if she's, like, going through a manic episode, then I, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. So, again, I think it's offensive, honestly, and I just don't put any stock in it mm-hmm. at all. But, you know, the Cecil is reportedly very haunted. Right. So, right. maybe she was seeing ghosts and trying to warn them off. I don't think so, but it's possible. So these two next ones are, they're not my favorite in terms of what I think is plausible, but I just kind of like them. All right. So one of them is, no, they're both based on the same thing. But, okay. Uh, it's based on tuberculosis. There was an outbreak at the time in Skid Row in downtown LA, and TB is, it's contagious. Yeah. It spreads through the air. Uh-huh. Um, but it's very rare in the U.S. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean. It's more common in, you know, third world countries with people who are malnourished. and It's just not very common in the U.S. No. I've had one patient with active TB, and she was not from the U.S. Yeah. And so that that's part of why I think this is kind of ridiculous. But some believe that Elisa may have had it, and that the medications they gave her caused the strange behavior in the elevator. But tuberculosis is treated with antibiotics. Yeah. Not, like, antivirals, not anything crazy. And But so they didn't, I didn't find any antibiotics in her system, though, did they? No, they didn't. Yeah, so... And so, it kind of bleeds into this next... It'll kind of make more sense. But I did research on the antibiotics that are used to treat TB, and they're... In all, there are a lot of side effects. Yeah. None of them are psychosis. Mm-hmm. Literally none of them. And that one patient who had TB, she did not go crazy. Like, some people say the symptoms of the TB made her act like that, and some people say the medications. Mm-hmm. But TB does not make you lose your mind. No. It just doesn't. It's a respiratory disease. Right. So, I just don't think that's what happened. But, it kind of bleeds into this next theory that I think is entertaining. I don't think it's true, but I think it's entertaining. Okay. Uh, that all this is a hoax. What? Some believe Elisa Lamb never existed and was an elaborate hoax created by the government to conceal testing for TB in the area. This theory is lended to by the fact that one of the tests for tuberculosis is called the Lamb Elisa. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. An awfully strange coincidence. What the fuck? That's so weird. The theory explains that the government created Elisa Lamb to cover up their activity as when you look up Lamb Elisa, all you are flooded with info about Elisa Lamb instead. And that's true. 
Because yeah, I tried yeah. to look up the Lamb Elisa test, and I couldn't find uh-huh. shit. And Lamb is spelled exactly like her last name? L-A-M-dash-E-L-I-S-A. Ugh. What? That's crazy. It's uh, it's nuts. Because, again, I looked it up just because I wanted to see what it was. Yeah. And you can find it. It exists. Uh-huh. You can, like, Wikipedia has a page about Elisa tests. And I'm sure you, like, bio. That's yeah. That's about yeah. Elisa tests. And it's there. Right. But you have to look for it. Because everything else is about Elisa Lamb. Wait, you said it's a strand of tuberculosis? No, it's or- a test. It's a test for tuberculosis? Yeah. But... It's not the only test, but it is a test. But why would the government be trying to hide that? I don't know. It doesn't pan out super well, but it is a creepy, creepy coincidence. Yeah. And it's not even the best test for for TB. Right. Like I was reading. Like, there are several others that are better. Uh Uh-huh. And so it's interesting to me. But everyone wants a government conspiracy. But, like... So they're basically saying that there was never even like a body found. That there was that never. There was just yeah. That, that they, they hired made this entire. Oh. To do because that video is like bred to go viral. Right. And so, they like bred this whole thing up just to cover up what they were doing, and I don't know if they were testing people illegally or what, but some people do believe this. That's so weird. But Snopes.com rates this as true. Like, the story is real. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, I trust Snopes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Okay, did she have many friends, though? She had a lot of internet friends. But that's, that doesn't but prove anything. No. And, like, the fact that she I went so here weird. alone and... That's so weird. Yeah. I saw nothing about friends. I saw very little about her parents. Other than that, she called them every day. And again, I could have delved deeper into the parents, but I didn't. Right. Um, yeah. And so there's other kind of odd oddities that I didn't put in my notes, but there's one, there's a movie called Dark Waters. Uh-huh. And it was made in 2005. And it's a horror movie. And it plays out very similar to this. Really? Down to Is the it? outfit she's wearing. <clears throat> Wait, and it was in 2005, yeah. so it was long before this long actually before. happened. Yeah. Really? In the movie, there's, like, there's a girl, and she's a ghost or whatever, and they end up finding her body in the water tank, and she, the ghost of the girl was seen, like, talking to something who wasn't there. And in an elevator? There was an elevator involved. I saw, I saw this movie, I just, very, a very long time ago. Ugh. And the outfit, and I, I'm unclear whether, because there's a Japanese version and the American remake, Uh huh. and I'm unclear which version of the movie it is, but the ghost girl, and I'm pretty sure it's the Japanese version, was wearing the exact same outfit. Red sweater, white top, blue skirt. Uh, what the there's heck? There's like a picture of them side to side, and I'm like... <sighs> that is just the weirdest thing yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's another, like, interdimensional travel thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a friend of mine was telling me about it. And there's, like, I, I can't even begin. To, I don't know it very well. But it was something she wrote about. Wow, so that's... that's Elisa Lamb. My gosh. That's I think tuberculosis, was, girl. <laughs> I think she was just very sick with bipolar, and she climbed in there and drowned. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I genuinely that's... think that's what happened. But 
That makes the most sense. But at the same time, there are just, like, a lot of similarities now between the... Like, I don't know. Just with that one theory, that's crazy. Yeah. The that's TV so one was the most freaking weird. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I'm creeped out. Yep. And so maybe the people who put together the hoax saw Dark Water. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. But you think they wouldn't be that stupid. <laughs> to dress her the same and everything? Like, what the heck? Yeah, unless they, this is what they wanted. Everyone. Just freaking out about it. Yeah, and putting together all these different theories. And yeah, I mean, that's true. I'm not the biggest government conspiracist, but this one is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, not Like, usually either, with the but... conspiracy theories, I'm like, but this one, like, <laughs> Yeah, well, <Maybe>. that's, <laughs> I think, like, the... The creepiest thing to me is just that, like, literally the test for it is... Is her fucking Her name. name. Yeah. Which, like, that is kind of stupid on their part, too, though, like, to name her. But... I know. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's just so freaking weird. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probable that it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Well, because Lam has a common last name. Yeah. Lam... And they're Chinese. Like, her parents were Hong Kong immigrants. And so, like, Lam is a very common last name. And... Like, it's pronounced Elisa, not Elisa. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they were scientists. And I don't, again, I don't, I know very little about her parents. And maybe they were scientists. They're like, let's name her after this. Right? That's, that's a pretty name. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Who fucking knows? But. Wow. It's a wild, wild story. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. That's... And I'm thoroughly, I thoroughly creeped myself out, so. <laughs> I'm thoroughly creeped out now, too, so. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to finish my drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, I still have, like, most of my wine left because I got real lost in that. Yeah. Wow, that's... Colby, how do you feel about that? That's fucking terrifying. It's freaking spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I dove I'm... down the rabbit hole on this one. Yeah. I, I would have, too. That's crazy. Well, and, like, the other night when you and Michael went out and I stayed in and I was researching, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I had to stop. Even on mine, I got creeped out, but like yours is so terrifying. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> nope. Yep. So, well, um, <laughs> hopefully you guys will uh, sleep, <laughs> be able to sleep after that story. Unlike us, because I don't think I will be able to. <laughs> um, I'll be sleeping with the lights on. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. No kidding. And I'm never gonna take another elevator in my life. <laughs> Take the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> Moral bad. of the story, take, take the, the fucking stairs. stairs. It's, it's good for your heart. <laughs> it's good for your heart. <laughs> There's no risk of seeing a strange woman enter <laughs> on the fifth floor. Just don't play the fucking elevator ritual, okay? Yeah. And don't even Don't trust try the government. <laughs> there you go. But what makes no sense to me is that tuberculosis isn't really that big a deal. Like yeah, it, well, that's why I'm like, like it, why are they even hiding this? Yeah. Like, it... It, like, it's not a great disease to have, but we are an advanced medical society. Yeah. If you have TB, you go to the hospital and you get antibiotics and you're okay. And a lot of people have latent TB. A lot of uh -huh. people will test positive for TB. Yeah. TB. For TB. TB. <laughs> um, a lot of my coworkers do. And in order to, like, come through as clean, they have to get chest x-rays. So, <laughs> that reminds me of that meme. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But it's, like, a picture of, like, an x-ray of someone's lungs. And it's, it's like, all these, like, 
sparkles or white spots on it. Uh-huh. It's like, you have a universe inside you. And someone comments, so like, that's definitely tuberculosis. Yes, <laughs> yes, I have seen that. <laughs> yeah, I so love that's that. That's what I don't really understand about it. I, I guess I could have <coughs> looked deeper into the theory and, like, actually, but uh, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it was because there was an outbreak somewhere in the U.S. and they didn't want it to get out. I guess, but anyway, why? But yeah. And it, it is weird for for there to be a TB outbreak in the U.S. these days, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Skid Row is a very low-income area. Yeah. With I think there's a lot of immigration there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I just, I only know the band Skid Row, so <laughs> I know nothing about this place. I've never heard of that band. But... Yeah, that's, that's just crazy to me. Like, I, now I just want to fucking know, like, what the heck happened with this girl. and Or if she was even a real girl. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any crime scene photos of them taking her out of the tank. Not that I found, at least. Usually everyone's like, crime scene photos, like, everywhere. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe because, and well, she was 21, so she was a minor. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a hoax. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so strange that she went by herself, like, yeah. but, like, if she's didn't really, like, I, know I wouldn't want to, tra- I mean, I do too, but, like, I don't know, I don't think I would want to travel alone, like, I for sure wouldn't, because <laughs> I researched this shit all day, and well, yeah. I don't want to die, <laughs> right, right, but I just, especially to a place like California, though, I mean, that's not, like, it's a super far-fetched idea to go to California, right. and, like, I mean, Nobody. it was a foreign country to her. She was Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. But, I don't know. Just the, the thing is, like, the why the like, Cecil? Because it was known to be not a good hotel. Right. And there were plenty of cheaper options for, like, why did she even go to the... Maybe because it was 15 floors, and so she could play the elevator game. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah, unless she just, like, planned this to begin with. And, uh, yeah, I really don't know. I don't think she planned to disappear because... Well, no, no, I'm not saying she planned to disappear. I'm just saying, like, she wanted to, like, kind of look more into this, like, creepy hotel. And so, like, she played the elevator game and did all that, like, stopped taking her medications. I just thought about this. What a terrible hotel to play that game in. Oh, yeah. It's allegedly haunted to begin with. (laughs) And then you're going to do that on top of all of it. Hell no. Yeah, nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, so next week I'm gonna do a less terrifying case. <laughs> yeah, please do. I can't go through that again. That's just my anxiety was I like honestly through feel like the this roof. This has to be the most terrifying case out there. Like, yeah. I've never been scared by a case more than I have this one. No, like there are some creepy things, but I think just I don't know. Yeah, just the whole idea of the elevator game and like her movements and the video footage. Like it's just. It's, it's not... Much. It is too much. It's it's too much. <laughs> too much to handle. <laughs> you need to take a sleeping pill on top of it. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. I don't have any of those. <laughs> God damn it. Well. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, I mean, there's... <laughs> I don't even know. I'm, like, still in shock right now from this story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did my job then. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you. And a quick thanks to... Our music producer. <laughs> yes, Grimbeard Productions. Yep, they're great. Look them up. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He did a great job with our intro. Yes, and thank you to Colby, our editor. 
Yes. Who listens to us for hours upon hours. I couldn't do it. Still us. Yet. Yet. <laughs> yes. We're only on episode yeah. two. We'll see after, like, the fifth episode. Yeah, you just get the, oh, well, we got a new editor now. <laughs> well, we're editing ourselves now. So it's going to be god-awful. And he took his mic, so. <laughs> yeah. We're screwed. Right? Oh, God. No. Thank goodness we have people that help us because yes. I don't know where we'd be. We wouldn't be doing this without no, them. So. We um, yeah, well, we will, I guess, not see you guys, but talk to you guys <laughs> next week yep. in our next episode. So. And I'll try to keep it a little less terrifying this time. Yeah. Please do. Please do. <laughs> for all of our sakes. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you haven't already, go like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. All that technology stuff. And, yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs>